Nashville-based rock band The Dead Deads are cherry-picking everything good about grunge, hard rock, indie, classic metal, and punk, and creating the memorable and fun alternative music for rock bands across generations and genres. They are that up-and-coming band that touring artists have known and loved at first sight. They've been named by many of their own heroes, including Paul Stanley and Eric Singer from KISS, Leslie Hale from Hailstorm, Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick, Corey Taylor from Stone Sour and Slipknot, and Sean Morgan from Seether, as one of the most refreshing new bands touring today. And they have conjured a wildly engaged fan club, The Dead Corpse. With excess pain over their eyes, the band and fans conjure a rebellious return to fun, freedom, and true fandom. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one member from the Dead Deads. Please welcome Meta. Hey, Bella, how are you? I'm so well. Thank you for asking. Happy to be here. Happy to happy to to, uh, to talk to you because um, I got a I I got one of those email blasts and you and and you're ready to come on. I'm like, I'm like yes, let's do it. You know, so I, <laughs> awesome. I contacted yeah, so I contacted back to your PR person. I think your name is Amy. Yeah, yeah. Amy, she's wonderful. Yeah, Amy's yeah. great. Yeah, she's she's so awesome to work with. So I'm like, yes, let's let's do something. And here you are. Awesome, wonderful, you great. Yeah. Uh, so you're from Nashville, right? Yeah, I was. A, I'm from a little town south of Nashville, but um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, been, the same... I've been a Tennessee girl most of my life. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, so um, in this pandemic, of course. Um, so what's the what's the uh, what's the feel for Nashville now? Because I know. Uh, like most fans are starting to branch out and get gigs and stuff. So, it, so is that with Nashville or is there yeah, still? Yeah, I mean, Nashville had kind of a part of it that never really closed down properly. And um, so that was kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of a low point for us. I think the fact that we were on national news, you know, with shows still happening right at the height of the pandemic. Right. Um, that, that doesn't represent all of Nashville. Nashville's been very safe, very courteous very awesome um, as far as just really wanting to keep everyone safe and protected. And most of the really great venues um, heartbreakingly closed and have stayed shuttered the whole time. Um, so none of the places that we would normally play have, have done any kind of shows whatsoever. And there's not really anywhere that's um, that's even starting that up now. There's some outdoor things kind of happening now that the weather's warming up a little bit, and I'm sure we'll see more of that. And we've just started to see a sprinkling of like late summer um, early fall dates showing up on concert calendars. So we'll just, you know, we'll see how it goes. As far as our band, we don't have anything booked yet. And we're still just, you know, we had a national tour cancel right at the beginning of the pandemic. And, and we just kind of have, have stayed off the off the touring even conversation until we know more. Right, right. Well, um, I also like to ask, ask this to everybody because um, for me to keep saying, and they and they're listening to actually live music now. Uh, bands are starting to do the virtual concerts. Mm-hmm. Have you been to any? Because I've been to two of them. I've been to Demon Hunter. I've been to a bunch of them. Really nice. Fact, I, 
Yeah, I just try to encourage everyone. Like, I, I think it's not maybe in the, it's not in the full understanding of the music consumer of how much of our money does come from live touring. And so I think people don't really fully understand just how devastating financially the pandemic has been for artists and their crew. So I tried to basically any band that I even remotely liked, I tried to, if I could afford to buy their ticket. Um, A couple of my favorites were uh, Corey Taylor's. I really enjoyed. Um, We had some, we had a bunch of different local friends do them. Um, Our friends hurts to laugh did a cool one. Um, Everybody's gotten really creative and just found a way to make it work. And I think that's really cool. We did our, we did one for Christmas um, in Vegas and, uh, it was called abduction three, I think. And, uh, it was, it was awesome. It felt like our fans were there, even though we were there by ourselves, just because we could feel the love and then get on the, get on the chat room later and just see who all was there and, right. and then get yeah. a meet and greet. So it would still, you know, it doesn't replace a hug and it just yeah. certainly doesn't replace the live experience, but I'm glad people are at least trying to embrace that. Right. Well, see, so for, for so many bands doing those virtual concerts, I kind of missed the Corey Taylor when I had no idea that was going on. But I did manage to see Demon Hunter, and of course, one of my favorite bands now is Avatar. Oh, and so, those boys put on a show like no man. Other. Let me tell you Avatar something. Avatar is just a super <laughs> super fun band to see live. Yeah, Avatar is legit sure. because I bought one ticket, and that ticket covered four four days. Like because they did all their albums. Yes. Right, yeah, and like it's like like the whole month of January, every Saturday at four o'clock, I'm there. Fantastic, you know? yeah, yeah. And the Those great thing is, and the great thing is, I was off work at four o'clock, so it's like, yeah, exactly, let's do it, you know, exactly. <laughs> right. So, so, so it's amazing what 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 um what musicians can do online nowadays, as opposed yeah. to. 80s and 90s and early 2000s that I wasn't even heard of yet, you know. Oh, everyone would, I mean, you'd have, there'd be nothing. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, nothing at all, you know. So uh, musicians would have to look, look elsewhere for like, you know, nine to five jobs or something, you know, along those lines. Or, yeah. So. Which I'm sure, I mean, we all did that too during the pandemic. We yeah. all picked up our old jobs and, you know, my band, we all quit our jobs like, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago or something like that. And then to tour and but yeah of course we all picked our jobs back up um and it's been interesting like it, it, it we're lucky that we had that upper, that we had something we could pick up so that we can keep you know making the van payment and you yeah. know like yeah. there's it's always it, something it costs money you know your rehearsal <laughs> spaces your van payment your yeah. if you have storage or whatever so yeah i mean there's still bills even when you're not on yeah. the road so. yeah it's always something you know they mm-hmm. they want to get your money get, get, any way they can, they'll do it, you know. So yeah, I see you guys get your um your flannel shirt on. Yeah, way to go! Hell yeah, because I because I rocked those back in nineties, not back in nineties. Well, this one is yeah. kind of a special one. Oh, Caesar! Yes, <laughs> yes, I, man, I love Caesar. Caesar's great. Yeah. Yeah, we did. A, we've done a bunch of touring with them, and um, yeah, we at the end of they were selling these on one of their tours, and we all kind of just adopted it as our just everyday jacket <laughs> right, <laughs> like we're yeah. all wearing we realized we had a uniform that tour it was pretty funny right. but right yeah because um while i was researching y'all i uh i, I noticed or, or i've read that y'all uh did a tour with um bush on mm-hmm. your uh, yep. on your first tour 
So we did a couple tours with Bush. It wasn't our very first tour, but okay. it was early on. Yeah. Yeah. So and those um, guys are super cool. Okay. Yeah. Because that was about the next question is uh, how were you treated on tour? Did you have any like fallbacks or I mean, did they? No. Oh my gosh. No, we've never really. We've only been on tour with you know one band that wasn't fun. Like right. basically everybody we've been out with has been so cool, so nice, so so awesome. Um, and Bush was no exception. They. They were so accommodating for us, and um, I mean, usually most bands will let us stretch our time slot a little bit and play right, a little yeah. extra. They were all down for that. I mean, it was just a fun time. They were really nice to nice. us. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's always good to have a good band to work with, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah, and they awesome. had catering, which was great. <laughs> so, free food, go yeah. on, yeah. There was a massage therapist we could utilize. Oh, man. It was pretty posh, yeah. yeah speaking, of, speaking of massages, I haven't had a massage ever in my life. I, I, I really need to get one because my back hurts me so much, so, you know. Because yeah. so I have now, CP, so. Yeah, well, now's not the time, but. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, even with everything opens up, I can get one, you know. Yeah, you should but, definitely look into it. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so who was your first musician that you looked up to and said, yep, I got to be like her, her, her or, or him? Um, I didn't really have anyone I thought. I never thought of myself as talented enough to be someone famous, but I, eventually I did. But uh, I think it, as a kid, I just. Um, I thought Michael Jackson and Prince were basically the best thing that that mm. ever happened to music, and still to this day, still are. You can't, you can't deny Prince's um, influence on just really everything. Right. <laughs> so, like, yeah. um, but that was—I mean, I remember just thinking Prince was just the most magical unicorn person yeah. that I just admired so much, and. Um, but yeah, as far as what I wanted to be like, I remember seeing Amy Grant when I was a kid and thinking like, man, I she's like so cool and I could I could really like envision myself kind of having, you know, having songs like her and she was yeah, maybe the first female artist that I really idolized as a right. kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta give it to her because her. I think she's still married to Vince Gill, right? That's one of the. Mm. That's one of the longest marriages. I, well, go, well, great for her, you know, because you see, you see, you you hear about these, these big, big time um, musicians that get married and separated like three years down the road or two. I mean, it's early. pretty. Like, marriage is hard. Anyway, yeah, when, yeah. When you add fame and success onto it, I'm sure it's just. Yeah, but, a, yeah, just but, a, Crap yeah. shoot. Yeah, but Vince and Amy are killing it now. They're I don't know how long they've been married, but forever, you know, it seems like I would have to, I would bet at least thirty I would bet at least twenty five years. I would yeah, I, I would imagine that too, you know, because they've been married I since but I, I don't was, know. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh but I, I, I totally agree with you on on the on uh, on um with the Prince remark because Prince had one of the most uh, legendary careers ever. And I still think to this day he has one of the best Super Bowl halftime show ever made i, I mean, yeah, i don't think there's i don't think there's any disagreement on that i think most people that have yeah. seen it are like yep that's yeah. it that's the one I mean, yeah i mean i mean <laughs> you can't, really can't it. yeah no, i don't think anybody can deny it or will deny it you know except for no, internet trolls just, and so you know. just, it's just a it's a fact yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of facts in art but i think that one's probably a fact that right. that was an incredible night yeah um right <laughs> so it's no secret that you're a, you're a, a big fan of the punk genre um mm -hmm. is that is that true and if not what what genre is your favorite oh yeah i mean well okay. i wouldn't say punk's my favorite genre uh, um 
I don't know. If you ask me on any given day, I'd give you a different answer on what my favorite genre is. But I do. I loved punk music. Um, like pop punk is kind of where I settled into. I really loved all the Epitaph bands. So I loved No Effects and Bad Religion. And I think the reason I really liked punk music is because it's the first place I felt like I could use a bunch of words and that it wouldn't ruin the song. Like I could right, be really yeah. wordy and, and say everything I wanted to say and it wouldn't make the song sound stupid. It would make the song sound cool. Whereas right. in a lot of pop music, if, you sit, if you're if you too verbose, it kind of ruins the song. Yeah. But punk was like a place where you could just yell all the things you think. And yeah. so I, I, it really appealed to me in that respect as a songwriter. And then... Um, but with the Dead Deads, I think you just you want to have uh, a, a live show that um, is engaging and fun. And I think the for us, the best way to do that is to mix a lot of genres together right. so people don't get bored. It's like, okay, you don't like punk music? It's going to be alternative in like two seconds. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> you don't like that? Well, it's going to be like jam bandy in like one minute. So yeah, hang, so hang tight. Yeah, yeah we kind of cycle through as many as genres as, as we want to, and just it keeps the listeners engaged. And, you know, even if you go to a metal growl at a show or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. I'm doing, like yeah. it just, you take, people to a bunch of different places and no matter what genre they prefer they don't get bored so and mm-hmm. and the three of us are our tastes are all over the map so yeah. we really throw a bunch in there it's just a big soup <laughs> big soup of, all, of everything good right mm-hmm. uh yeah because uh, when i find bands that are that are so like have more than just one genre involved in the band i find that fantastic because because it means like you're open to other stuff you're trying to do different things and if you just stick to one thing, you'll get bored and, and like, you kind of don't want to do it anymore? Yeah. When you well, say that there? The, and like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it just depends what you like. For us, yeah, I think if we were just doing one style, we would get bored. But, yeah, um, yeah it just depends on where you're at. For us, being in a band is a lot about um, just the writing process together, just our part of it. And so we just have fun being weird. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there you go. That's the best way to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, did you did this uh, form in high school, or did you start like like later and after high school or college? Oh no, yeah, no. We um we're a, we're a band of grown ups. We okay. started way late, so we had all had bands in high school. Um, and and the bassist and I, Daisy, we met um when we were seventeen. So we became friends then, but we didn't start the band until way into mm-hmm. adulthood, and it was after you know we'd all been in tons of bands and then we had jobs and I never stopped playing music. I always was playing, um, right. in different projects, but the band happened kind of on accident of just, um, a series of events that led to it uh, of just a hangout that turned into more. So it wasn't, I, I would say we knew each other back then, but we weren't a band until much more recently. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, cause, um, I've always, uh, it seems like most most musicians I talk to nowadays have started a band in high school and formed into something mm-hmm. you know greater. So yeah, so I think it's good that you like. I don't. It's always good that 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 you start a band with. I mean, it it it, it doesn't matter when you start it. It matters about you know if you start it and just keep mm-hmm. going. You know. So I yeah, think that's that's a main thing we care about a lot. Is just I think part of what's inspiring and fun about the dead deads is that we didn't start it when we were kids we started it as adults and it it sets us it sets an example for other adults of like yeah maybe you never did do a band well you can still do one now like no one's stopping you um 
you can find a way to work it into your regular life, especially now with how much access we have on the internet to get our music out there. You don't have to sign a label and tour all the time. You can find someone to record your music for cheap, put it online cheap and, and at least be part of the conversation, you know, and, and you don't have to, I all the only thing limiting you is just your own inhibitions, I guess about it. Um, right. So yeah, yeah I think that's important. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I read it in an article um, with the look of your band and the pseudo names and, and the face. Um, so was the was the face painting derived from the band Kiss? And, and if so, Actually, oh, oh no, 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 go ahead. Um, it wasn't derived from the band Kiss. Okay. Um, but I would say kind of like just we liked the the thing that we liked about Kiss was. Um, was more visual of just like, yeah, they, they have a, a thing that they're doing and they each have their own kind of personality. And right. we thought that was really cool. We liked the kiss army. So we kind of wanted to have a fan club like the kiss army. And what's funny about that coming full circle is, um, so the makeup was something else, just okay. being dead, wanting to be dead, like look dead, yeah. dead, dead. Yeah. But, right. but the, Kind of like but, those. but the funny thing is, we ended up playing with Kiss last year. Uh, we played five shows on the Kiss cruise, and Kiss would come watch us play. And the one thing they said was, um, you know, they loved the band. They would set up a little divider so that some of the guys from the band could could come watch us without getting pummeled by their fans. Yeah. And uh, the one thing they said is, like, you guys need to, like, take your image to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to do even more. Like, you're you're here and so we kind of took that to heart and we're like okay yeah because we really did just kind of wear whatever we would do the x's but then we just wear whatever we wanted to and playing with kiss was when we which was more than a year ago now but it, it really made us think like oh yeah we should step it up so we did and we've been mm. we've oh, kind of okay. changed the stage look a little bit after that uh we had dressed up for halloween on the cruise and with Kiss, and we were wearing these skeletal bodysuits, and it made us realize, like, you know, kind of this superhero persona. So we have augmented it a little bit since then, and we definitely got that from Kiss, straight from the mouth of Kiss, like, you need to step it yeah. up. Like, okay. <laughs> Heard like, you loud and clear, right? They're like, the music is right where it needs to be. The yeah. look needs a little more. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny you should mention uh, being being dead with the X's, because I, I, I remember now... From the old cartoons is like when they seem to find that they died, they put like X's over yep. their eyes. So That's where we got it from. Because couldn't have any blood or anything other in the 40s and 50s, you know, shows. Exactly. So, so that's pretty cool. It's the, it's the cute way to look dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I like what you're doing with your fans. Um, the dead core. The, the, mm-hmm. it, it, it's dead core or dead corpse? It's Since dead it's, core. It's dead core. Okay. Um, core is in like a group of, right. like a military group of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that just like I said, you know, the Kiss Army. We thought that was cool. Bush had it, the Bush Army, right? And we just wanted to. First, we were just we kind of were just naming it as like, oh, if we ever had a fan base, this is what it would be called. Yeah. And it wasn't too long into it that um, one of our fans, Jammer Dead, started um, a fan page, and now it's yeah, that it's, it's kind over. of they've they've kind of built themselves. We yeah. it, we give them their dead names. Yeah, because that was I was asking because uh. Um, it's it's more more than four hundred followers on Twitter, and mm-hmm. y'all gave them all dead names. Um, so what mm-hmm. what inspired you to 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 give them dead names? Did you want to like really connect with fans, find something that you you and them can have together? I think it's. 
it's just it's always fun to have a nickname and it's always fun to be part of a club like right. both of those things are really fun so why not put them together like we have fun with our dead names so yeah. everybody in the band has one and, and people would muse like i wonder what mine would be and we just were like well let's give you one so we just started um we just started giving people their dead names based on their personality or if we didn't know them we would kind of research them on their twitter or wherever social media and kind of see what their likes and dislikes were and daisy's really good at making up dead names so she's done a lot of them and we keep a kind of a list of them and make sure that everyone's is unique. No one has the same. So if someone's like, I want to be kitty dead, we're like, well, you yeah. can't be because there already is one. So right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been a really fun thing. I think it just, uh, and people will get like patches. We have like a kind of like a biker patch set that you can get that has your own dead name on it. Um, you can order them from our website. So a lot oh, of nice. people just take a lot of pride in their dead name and use it as their handle online. And it's just a really fun thing. Yeah. Um, I read on your website that if, uh, if, a, if a member of the dead corps, could they core, I'm sorry. <laughs> the dead corps goes to the shows like about like five times they get like a, like something special. And if they go like 10 times, something special and they grow more than yeah. that, you know, we started that just to figure out playing locally. Like how do we get people to keep coming to our shows after yeah. they've seen us a That's couple of times? Yeah. So we started it for that, but then it just kind of grew into, I mean, we have people now that have been to over 50 shows um, we've got one guy who's approaching a hundred shows and that's nice. not bad for the fact that he lives, you know, 12 hour drive away from where Ooh. we are. So, big you fan. know, yeah. well, and he's just picked up a lot of shows on tours and things like that. So right. it's just, uh, you know, it was just a fun thing to like get people engaged. And now it's more of like a point of pride. Everybody's like, well, I've been to this many shows. I've been to this many shows. It's just fun. Right. So there was a venue called the basement East. And mm-hmm. uh, and Mike Graham is the I guess he's the he's a promoter or the owner of that of of, the, of that venue, and he yeah, said that ahead. and he said that y'all were the guinea pigs and y'all played the first show there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, so so we played uh, we played there um, before they were opened. He called us and we're like, "Would you guys come christen the club and like mm-hmm. try out our sound system?" So like, yeah, sure. we got to be the very first band on that stage, which was. It was really sweet. Like him and the other owner were just in the like big empty room listening, and they both just had tears streaming down their eyes. Oh. I think they were just so excited to like hear their room come alive with music. Yeah, so right. That was a really yeah. special memory for us. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, so you were a band of five, but now you're mm-hmm. a band of three. Uh, the lineup mm-hmm. was Betty Dead, who was the guitarist and vocalist. Um, mm-hmm. Billy Dead, drummer and vocalist. Hella did. I love that name. That name's great. Hella did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the keyboardist and vocalist, and uh-huh. you, Meta did, and Daisy did, uh-huh. um, which is the bassist and vocalist. Yeah. Uh, so, what was the reason for Betty, Billy, and Hella's departure, or did did they I think just different? I think different reasons for each girl. Um, when we first started, we kind of started just for fun right things got serious really fast we had a first our first national tour was with hailstorm six months after our first show so things moved really quickly for my sister i think it was just a physical burnout of my hell is my sister right and so she was kind of the the first person she left a little earlier like maybe half like toward the end of after our second album was released and we had just been touring a lot the album was really hard um 
it was just a time where you're just like grinding, 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 trying to make something happen. You're you're going this label route of like really trying to get a major label. Right. It didn't work out. Um, so all the dreams that we kind of had wrapped up in that second record didn't come true, you know. And so you choose to weather that storm or not, and you can't blame anyone for not. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the two girls that are not my sister, Billy and Betty, uh, they ended up, they had been a band before. Oh, okay. Dead Deads yeah. In Louisville, Kentucky. So they ended up really starting to feel the pull to get back into the kind of music they were doing before, which was a lot less grunge and more um, based in like roots, uh, roots rock, a uh, blues rock based. And so they were kind of feeling that vibe. Whereas Daisy and I were kind of feeling this more experimental, experimental prog rock pull. And so creatively we were going in different directions and we were all just exhausted. Yeah. So yeah. it was a thing where we weren't sure what we were going to do. Um, but then we found, we had a tour lined up and uh no drummer and no other guitar player and so we just called a couple friends and pulled it together and daisy and i went out with um tasha jones from la and jonathan gersitano um who was also living in nashville or no he was from la at that time too so he moved back and the four of us did several tours together and then we we uh but Tasha was still in LA. So then we found a local drummer to finish us out. And that was the easiest thing that's ever happened. We had a mutual friend that was like, this girl's incredible. You guys need to meet her and hang out. And it wasn't really a tryout. It was like a hangout. Right. And it was, yeah. we wrote a song in the first like hour we were hanging out and just realized it was a really good fit. And we're blessed that she stayed with us. <laughs> and, um, she loves us and we love her. So it's been really awesome with, with uh, McQueen is what she yeah. goes by. Her name's Katie Heron and yeah. she's just, she's a badass and a really, really sweet person. And we've just had a blast um, finally finding this, this really simple, effective core thing. All right. Power trio. Yeah. Well, see, that was my next question in this. How did you meet McQueen? So thank you for that. There you go. <laughs> there I go. Right. That was easy. One right, right into the other. There. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the, the the summarized history of going from five to three. There you go. It went five, four, four, three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. So um, today, uh, the trio uh, has released one live album, two studio albums, and a split seven inch single uh, with. Uh, Tell your girls it's all right coming out next. Mm -hmm. Correct? Okay. Uh, so could you explain um, the process of the of recording any album or all, all albums? Because I know that like like some musicians write their stuff first and then music later, music first, lyrics later. Yeah. How, how do you all go about that? Well, for the most part, we just write all in one room together. We'll um, just kind of jam until we get something we like. And then we'll just, then one of us will kind of music direct. Like if, if I'm really feeling inspired about the song, I'll kind of start making some decisions about let's try this or let's try that. Everybody else will jump in. Um, and then I'm usually kind of, once we get a vibe going, I'm usually writing lyrics in my head already, like as we're figuring out the music, because the lyrics might help define where the song's going to go if it's like this certain lyric i think oh that might be cool to do that with no music so we might do a stop or whatever we kind of like to do it all at one time so that it is this like living breathing thing and not 
first it's got to be this, then this, then this, right. then this, yeah. then this. Yeah. So we try to keep it alive and, and breathing. And then I usually make a recording of it on my phone. Okay. And then I drive two hours home because I live two hours away from McQueen's house where we write. Mm -hmm. And then on the drive home, I usually finalize lyrics. And then the next time we rehearse, uh, we practice it. Nice. And then it's a song. And then when we record, generally we'll record in a studio where we do bass and drums first and then all the guitars. And then I'll, I'll take a day to do the vocals. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it's been. Of course, our most recent album... We took a lot more time on it, but usually it's always a race against the clock, trying to get it done really fast and get it mixed and mastered and printed and out there for the next tour. But since there's no tours, we didn't have yeah. to rush. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which is always good because if you rush an album, it's not, I mean, it, if you rush an album or a song, it's, it's not going to always be 100% what you want because you've got a deadline to well, finish and... I have so. to say that probably nobody's album that they've ever made is 100%. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah, my husband says you don't finish art, you just abandon it. And that's <laughs> pretty much, you know, you just, it's good to have deadlines because that's when you know it's done is when the time's up. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, when I was reading all, all all the band members, I noticed one word that kind of repeated itself. It's it's vocalist. Um is there uh is there like one person that sings now or do you all all, all sing on the album? I'm the lead singer. Okay. So most of the vocals I do most of the vocals, but live, um, Daisy does a bunch of vocals. So um she she does BGVs basically, background vocals, and then sometimes we have little parts where we're both singing something, but you would call me the lead singer and she would be the background singer, I guess. Right. Okay. Cool. And then in the other, when the other girls were in the band, um, yeah, it was me, Daisy, every okay. everybody, everybody sang, um, just because it just gave it more of that gang feel, which was fun, gives nice. it kind of that punk rock vibe. But now that we're a three piece, it's just me and Daisy. Okay. But a lot of times we have like guest vocalists jump up and sing with us or whatever. It's, we just try to keep it fun. Nice. Nice. That's, that's a good time, you know. I mean, it's always music is supposed to be fun, and I don't think that it should be serious. That will, so, I mean, I mean, some 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 songs are serious, but not. I mean, everything everything should be fun, you know. Yeah, if it's not fun, I mean, there's always going to be hard work involved in anything yeah. worthwhile. But if it starts getting where you're dreading it, then it's not the right fit. So right. then you just do something else. Yeah. So uh, the band released "In for Blood" on October twenty second, twenty twenty of last year. Amazing, right? We're, I can't believe that's so far away. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so is is that just a taste of what the new album is going to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. that song's super weird. We wanted to put it out. Just uh, We joked around with um, with everyone that if people can handle that song, they'll like everything else. They're like, let's put, the, let's put the craziest thing out first and see how it goes. And it was named one of the top rock tracks of the year by Spotify. So I think... It went good. They like it, right? Yeah. They like yeah. it. They yeah. really like it. So we're in good shape. And um, yeah, the record's super weird. It's uh, it's very accessible. There's something for everyone. Mm. And it's um, start to finish, kind of a, a record that, that we would pray, hope and pray people, a few people would sit down and actually listen to it like that front to back because it is kind of a journey and it, refers back to itself and does things like classic albums do so has re reprises of songs 
later you'll hear them and then you hear pieces of them again and mm -hmm. things like that so it's really supposed to be like that and um it's fine for people to listen each song stands on its own but i do like it as a set and mm -hmm. uh i think it's um so so in for blood is kind of sitting in the middle towards actually the end of the record okay uh just to kind of jazz things up again and get weird again because it comes mm -hmm. in right after some pretty normal stuff right. so yeah but there's something for everybody. So the other single, Hey Girlfriend, is like really straightforward, kind of grunge rock, a little bit Weezer-y, Nirvana-ish. Nice. I love Nirvana. Nirvana is like yeah. it for me. Yeah. And then um, we, we'll we have an acoustic song that comes out. So, I mean, it's just kind of, it's a it's a little grab bag of everything we like to do. Nice. <laughs> so in your words, it's going to be super weird, but, but yeah, it's super cool, too. Come on. It's accessible. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, weird. it's weird only in that it's weird only in that we're just experimenting with different genres and things like that. But I don't think it's it's like it's it's not it's not um something that's hard to listen to, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like albums where I can just sit back and relax and just you yeah. know, have a it's good It's not super challenging. It's right. just it just does a lot of different stuff. So it's a roller coaster ride, but like the ride is smooth. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I found um, your the, the song "Deal with Me," um, the original mm -hmm. version on YouTube because I could not find it on Apple Apple Music or Spotify. Mm -hmm. um, do you know why? The original, huh? Yeah, the original one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's because we put it out um, as a single to like prep for the record. Okay. And then once the record started happening, we realized that we wanted to put horns on the record. Yeah. And okay. That song really felt great with horns on it and so we decided to re-release the song with the horns instead so we pulled the original version of it and put the new version up which i think it came out yesterday mm. um and so there's a new video and a new version of the song what we're gonna do is just wait a little while let all the press outlets hit that video and that song and eventually we'll put the other video back up so that people can enjoy the, because the old video is really cute. It's got a bunch of the dead core in it. And it tells this really cool story about a, a girl that's just like living this mundane life and, and just looking for something more. And it, it's a really cute video. So it'll come back out um, after kind of the press cycle for this. Right. Yeah, probably because I did listen to both of them, and although I love, 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 love the original song, I find it a, li a little bit uh, more. I don't want to say nicer because it's. it's I, I find that like it, it, it sounds like a like a. I just like brass instruments along with my punk music for some odd reason. We do too. We do too. So there's a lot of brass on the record this time. Uh, Daisy plays trumpet, so it, and we both really love ska. So yes, we yes. weren't, we weren't going to try to make a ska record right. um, because that's not what we're here to do. But we yeah. would, but it would be yeah. a different band. Yeah. But uh, that's not what the Dead Deads do. But I think jumping into those those instruments just to kind of give a little homage to yeah. ska, ska and, yeah. you know, what we do love is great. Also, it adds a little bit of punch to the song, you know. Yeah, it just yeah. It, it just it feels sad. good. It yeah, it's sassier and just kind yeah. of gives it more swag, and I like that about it. it feels so. good. Feels good. So, uh, yeah. So that was the last question I had for you. Um, I just wanted to say thank you very much for coming on. And, oh my for, gosh. and for anybody listening, you can find your merch at the uh, the dot bigcartel dot com, so yeah. you can get shirts. Uh, I guess we sell everything oh my gosh. under the sun. 
they have everything. It's just a, I think, in fact, like we have a contest running right now um, on Spotify for um, people listening to Deal With Me. And all you have to do is like take the song Deal With Me and add it to a playlist and you get entered. Right. But um, it's, uh, we're raffling off a set, a really nice, like deluxe set of poker chips oh, nice. that have our faces on them. Oh, and nice. They're really, they're really cute. I don't know if you can see them, but like, uh, let me yeah, see. Over, yeah, right there. Yep. Oh, night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they have the little box they come in. Right. That's awesome. But, um, so there's like stuff. I mean, there's even weird stuff like that on the website. Um, there's, I think, pretty soon there's going to be a set of playing cards too for the deal with me thing. But yeah, there's just whatever. There's whatever people yeah. usually have whatever. <laughs> when they're trying to make ends meet during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it's rough out there, you know, but uh but I feel like if if, if there's music people will will congregate to it and um you know, yeah. just enjoy life, you know. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and sure. uh I'm I'm glad you're you're into Avatar. That's the way to Man, that's the way to I I found this band about a year and a half and I'm like, "Oh my god, why didn't I do it sooner?" cuz I love I mean, you know, Hell of the Apocalypse and and Raven Wine and and uh, Let It Burn, uh, just just amazing band, and they're all super we, nice. So. We met them, uh, we played with them on a couple of different cruises. Oh, nice. And, uh, and became acquainted with them, and uh, it was really cool. Uh, they're so, to your point, they're such nice people. We they, they were passing through Nashville, and we just messaged them on Instagram, like, hey, we're the Dennis, can we My, come to your show? And they're like, sure. Yeah, sure, come on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really nice. I actually met them um, when I did a virtual concert, and I and uh, I asked them if they wanted to be, uh, you know, come on this show, um, when we're showing film music, and they said to email our, our manager, so I'm, I'm hoping to God that that, that pans out for me. So, oh, over, good luck with yeah. that. I hope so, too. Yeah. It would be fun. They're super sweet. It would, it would. Uh, they, uh, to our listeners, they do have a Twitter account at the Dead Dids and join mm-hmm. their join their dead corpse core core. Yep. Yeah. And just get a dead name, you know? Yeah. I'm let's sure do you'll, it. you'll hand them out, right? Join us, yep. There you, you go. Just have, you just uh get on Twitter and hashtag what's your dead name and we'll get back to you. I'll do it. Because I want <laughs> a dead name. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Right. Well thank you so much and have a great night. You too, thank you very much for coming on the show. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Bye. 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 Bye.